this is um, Mamsula. Really, Mamsula is not anything um, strange. It's really about mothers, you know, us learning from each other and giving ourselves counsel as we go along. This motherhood journey can be so difficult. When I became a mother, I realized that ah, it's not as easy as I thought it was. You know how when we were growing up, you feel like, mommy, you should have done this. Mommy, why didn't you do that? Mommy, you know all of that. But becoming a mother, I realized that nobody becomes a mother with, like you don't go to school to learn how to be a mother. It's learning on the job. And learning on the job is not a very easy thing. You know, and one of the most challenging aspects of motherhood, in my opinion, has been feeding. You know, I don't know about other mothers only here, but I remember when it was time to introduce my daughter, who was my first to, who's my first to um, solid. It was a struggle. And up to now, sometimes we still struggle. My second born, as I said, also behaving funny. It can be so overwhelming, so you feel like you're trying. You know, you cook very well. You've added your vegetables, added your fruits and everything, and they, they, they don't eat the food. And it, you, it's, I don't know, it's heartbreaking sometimes. And so today on Mamsla, we want to learn from other, other mothers, especially one mother who has had more success with, you know, introducing solace to her children than maybe I have had. We want to learn from people who have gone ahead. We want to learn particularly from Yvette, Ferguson, Arthur. Yvette, you know how sometimes people do better at something because they are passionate about it, but not just because they are good at it. Yvette is someone who has passion. Um, she has this Instagram page, Kids Kitchen GH. I follow her on Instagram, and I really am so impressed by some of the things that she does. Yvette is a mother. She is also a lecturer at the business school. But she does, you know, teaching other mothers or helping other mothers with feeding their kids as a passion. And because it's a passion, she's really good at it. You know, because Yvette was a picky eater herself. Growing up, her mom says that she would eat only one kind of food or two kinds of food, so she was about two years. And then after she grew up and everything, she realized that she would see mothers come to church with their children, trying to feed them, trying so hard to, you know, help these children have the nutrition they need. And sometimes they would just refuse the food, so take the food and vomit and, you know, all the frustration that comes with it. And so Yvette decided that she would have things a little easier for herself. So when her first was four months old, Yvette started a journey of learning more and more about how she could have more success with, you know, introducing solids to her children. And after months of learning, she used to share some of these things on her WhatsApp pages, um, on her personal social media pages. And by, you know, her friends encouraged her, yeah, sharing good information. Why don't you start this officially? So during the lockdown period, you know, lockdown period, a lot of dreams were bad. Something good about COVID. Even Mamsla was bad during the lockdown period. So during the lockdown period, Yvesta said Kitchen GH, and by God's grace, it's doing well. And she's using her passion to help so many other women. Today on Mamsla, we are so privileged to have Yvette speak to us. Yvette, I know that by God's grace, you'll be able to teach us so much more. Some of us, we are trying our best too, but it's not going well sometimes. So we are hoping that we'll learn a few things from you this afternoon and we can continue being the mothers that we've always hoped we can be. So Yvette, please take us away. Okay, so hi everyone, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, Yvette. I, I really wish I could put on my video, but there's quad here and the noise. So <laughs> I'll just do I'll go audio, please. <laughs> anyway, so just as I've been introduced, my name is Yvette Ferguson Arthur. I'm a mom to two girls, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, like she said, growing up, I was a, in fact, I was the pickiest and fuzziest eater ever. Because I was solely on uh, Morikoko, the comporate, and Milo. Any other thing I wouldn't take. My mom tried everything she could, but Charlie, <laughs> it didn't work. So I didn't want that for my girl. So when my girl was about three months old, I decided to start researching that early so that when she hits, about six months, I will start um, introducing it to solids. But I started earlier, like two weeks to her, her 26 months. I started with the normal um, Morikoko first. And I was privileged to meet one of Nigeria's top nutritionists, um, Adetong. And then she opened my eyes more with the introducing vegetables and fruits. She was like most of um, us African mothers, we always told that with the greens before any other thing. But she had her own sermon, whereby she always starts with the fruit and veggies. So immediately, that was like, I met her like the first week I introduced her. So immediately I switched to the fruit and veggies and it went really well. So as a new mom, if you are now about introducing solids to your kids, I will always advise you start with the fruits and veggies. I mean, the, the babies are like, um, my husband always say, they are like an empty headache to drive your butt. So you have to fill the headaches with any information that you want. So it's how you start the kid. That more or less, the kid will grow up to be that kind of, um, should I say, um, eater like you want. So some too, you would have to try and try and try before you get, or you, you win their hearts in terms of feeding. So usually when you start at six months, some kids can, um, some mothers would like to start at four months, it's acceptable. So if you want to start at, at four months or six months, you can still start with the fruit and veggies. You start with the carrots, the cauliflower, the broccoli, the green peas. You basically steam them and blend and give to the child. It's always advisable to start with one each, so one fruit and one vegetable. So in the morning, if the child takes the vegetable in the afternoon, the child will take the fruits. Then gradually you start adding the grains. With the grains to introduce them um, one after the other. So you can do one grain, maybe if it's morikoko, the child will take morikoko for three days. If there's no reaction, they can move on to the next one, but mostly kids react to wheat, soy, and peanuts, those other ones, those ones that you know that kids react to. When you're introducing it, you should be really careful. So you watch out for any signs of um, reaction, whether it's a rash, whether it's a swelling, whether it's a change in skin color, you, you have to really, really watch out for those ones. With peanuts, you can start with um, the peanut butter. You just take a little, a little raw peanut butter. 
and then you smear it on your child's lip. After two, three days, if there's no rash on his, on the child's lip, then you are sure that the child is not allergic to peanuts. So you can go on and add it to the meals to fortify the meals. So someone asked that, so am I just going to steam the vegetables or blend the fruit for the child? You can start with just the vegetables and fruits without the milk. Some kids will get so attached to the milk that without the milk, they wouldn't take the period. So ideally you start without the milk. So if you feel like the child is getting tired of just the broccoli taste or the cauliflower taste or um, the carrot taste, then you can start adding the milk to it. But then in between feeds, you, you can still, still be giving the child the, the milk. It could be the formula, it could be breast milk. Anyone that your child is comfortable with, you, you add that to it. Yes, and then, sorry. And then um, after you, you introduce the single ingredient, you can start combining. So you do your marikoko. You don't serve it through because marikoko is basically the carbs you're giving to the child. <laughs> so you need to fortify it. What I believe in, what I usually preach is make sure at a, set, a, a serving, so at mealtime, the meal you are giving to the child has almost all the food groups present in it. So you have the carbs, which is the, which is the marikoko. Then um, under the fruit and veggie um, group, you can have a fruit or a veggie at that particular meal time. So if it's marikoko, you can add peanuts, sorry, banana to it, and that will serve as the fruit and veggie group in the meal. Then the fat and oils, you could do unsalted butter, you could do coconut oil, you could do olive oil, you could do granite oil, any of those oils. Just, um, should I say like half a teaspoon, you add it to the porridge whilst cooking. The butter too, the butter takes, I don't know, for some strange reason, it takes the whole meal to another level. The smell, the taste, I mean, it, it just attracts most of the kids to eat. You could do that, add that to it. So now you have your morikoko, your banana, then your oils come in, then your protein. You could do um, any of the protein seeds, like um, flax seeds, you could do egg yolk, you could do, you can just, you can even add peanut butter to it. So the child is having breakfast, it's just morikoko, but has all these um, other food groups present in it. So you are, you are assured that one, the child will be very full, two, weight gain is assured, and then three, the child is getting all the nutrients needed for their growth, both cognitive, the, in terms of their height, their weight, everything is in it. Yes, so that's how usually we serve our breakfast. So we move on to lunch. Sorry, move on to lunch. So you have your potatoes. So you wouldn't serve just the if it's Irish potatoes or sweet potatoes. You wouldn't serve it raw like that. I mean, the beginning stages, the way you are now introducing that one, you just do that one, um, just steam it and then blend it and give it to the child. But as the child grows, that's usually around six months, two weeks, six months, three weeks, seven months. You start adding other ingredients to it. So you have your potatoes, you have your carrots, you have um, a little chicken. Uh, it can be um, egg yolk, any protein you have available. Yes, and then you can still add your butter to it or you add your palm oil. 
So that's um, baby the potter on potter. Let me put it that way. Yes. And then we move on to snacks. You can still repeat the um, fruits and veggies as their snacks. So some kids as young as six months don't like the peewees. That's how my second child was. The firstborn took peewees to she was like two, three years. Anything I would, I would have to blend for her. But the second one, as at seven months, this girl could eat wachi, anything. So such kids, if you are giving them snacks, you can do the finger foods. Finger foods, you can have um, your normal carrots. You just chop them in sticks, like how we have the potato fries chips. And then you steam and give to the child. And then you can also have the um, fruits chopped in shapes that will suggest to prevent choking. I mean, there are those shapes and then the standard is on Google, you can get them. So if it's grapes, you have a way of cutting it instead of cutting it, um, instead of cutting it vertical, sorry, horizontal, <laughs> you cut it vertical so that the child will be able to chew and then swallow. And then, yeah, so you can do the normal potatoes, you can just blend, um, steam it, mash it with a little cheese or a little butter and then maybe shredded carrots. Then you, you fry it with butter. So you can just fry it and then cut it into shapes and give it to the child. So every child and their, their needs or what, how they would want the food served. It will surprise you to know that I had one um, client that's kept on complaining, my child is fussy, he doesn't eat this, he doesn't eat that. I'm like, okay, but does the child eat, show any signs of, uh, or any interest in your meals? And say, oh yeah, whenever we are eating, he or she wants to eat from our plates and everything. And the only issue that child had was presentation. I mean, we think that they are kids, so <laughs> let me just mix everything, like rice and condomine, and she mix everything and then put the egg on it. And I think the child wasn't really pleased with what she was seeing. But when the kids, the parents are eating, the child realizes that, okay, the stew is on one side of the plate, this is here, this is here, so it's more attractive. So you have to learn their language. I mean, you, you, you they are like visitors in our house. We would have to learn and know them better and then how to get them to eat. So in terms of fortifying their meals, too, there are so many ways to fortify their, their kids' meals, especially within this COVID period that we all want to boost their immune system. The kids are not eating the vegetables, they are not eating the fruits, like we would want them to eat. Aside sneaking them in their porridges, if you have a child that is teething, you could get these, um, popsicle molds or um, those days that's our ice cream that you put sticks inside <laughs> now they've we have a, a polished one and a nicer one for the kids we, they are china more malcolm all those places you get them so they are some come in different shapes and sizes so you just blend the fruits just get a very nice fruit like apple like banana any sweet fruit then you add the veg, vegetable to it just making a little i mean the kids are very smart that if it's too much, they realize that there's, there's a strange taste in it. I mean, carrots and cauliflower, they can all be overpowering the meal. So just a little goes a long way. So you do the, you blend them and then you, if it's yogurt, Greek yogurt too is very good. Aside the weight gain, it's also a good immune booster. So you add it to the fruits and veggies and you blend it like a, a normal adult smoothie. You can add dates to sweeten it. Then you, you put them in the mold and then you freeze it. 
you give it to the child, the child thinks he or she is eating ice cream. I mean, that's a vegetable and then fruits, and then and the Greek yogurt going down your child's system. So you are assured that the child has had something. Yes, so that's another way we could get them to boost their immune system within this COVID period. Another way is um, there's this fruit called baobab fruits. And I got to know of this fruit from, <laughs> so baobab fruit is very good. I mean, that small fruit, if you take just one fruit out from the pulp, it has twice the vitamin C of orange. And we are fortunate that we have it in the powdered form now. So what we usually do is we add the um, baobab fruit powder to the cake meals. You can add it to their smoothie. You can add it to their, their porridge. I mean, it can be added to almost everything. It can be added to almost everything. Every, most of the meals, maybe the soup and stews, I wouldn't really advise because it's a bit sour, but it's not that sour. I mean, it has, it's okay. <laughs> so we add, we add that to their meals to boost their immune system. So like I said, you just have to know what the child likes. I mean, there are some parents that will say, my child is a picky eater, he doesn't take this, he doesn't take that. But then it would be just some, maybe one or two ingredients that you have put in the meal that the child doesn't like. Or one thing I realized with most moms that I came across with this, when the child likes a particular food, now for their everyday routine, like morning, uh, oh, my child really likes potatoes now. So breakfast, potato um, puree with milk, lunch, potato, potato, potato. dinner, um, potatoes with something else. And then the child keeps on taking it. Then on the second day, the child will take it. Then the third day, the child refuses it. Oh, my child is a picky eater. No. You don't keep giving the same food because the child likes it. I mean, even we adults, if I give you kinky and um, shito and redfish constantly for three days, I mean, on the third day, you get tired of it. But if I say, okay, let me give you kinky with fancy fancy, the next time I give you kinky with um, okra stew, kinky with grilled tilapia, you still enjoy it. So that's how the kids are. Most of us think they are kids, they are babies, anything we give them, they should take. No, they also have their preference. So we should find ways and means of varying their meals, even with their soup. I mean, today I prepared light soup and I didn't use the regular garden eggs, onion, um, tomatoes. You can actually use squash, carrot, and then onions with maybe one or two tomatoes. And then it gives you some very nice sweet taste. If you are giving that same um light soup the, another time you can change the vegetables okra stew you can add vegetables to it so I, I sneak in the vegetables at the stew stage so you can add green peas uh, sweet corn green pepper anything any vegetables that you have available just steam it and add it to the stew before you add the okra to it so if the child doesn't take the vegetables on its own like whole you can just sneak it in their stews and in their soup and the most important thing at the end of the day, the child is eating the vegetables and then the fruits. So there are so many ways you could do Even there are fruit juice, if you want to do it by yourself, there are some combinations that are really nice. You do carrot and then orange. You just sieve the pulp out and then give the juice to the child. And then the child is enjoying a healthy, delicious fruit at the end of the day. So 
we've we always find creative ways and fun ways of sneaking uh, vegetables and fruits in their meals. And sometimes I will surprise you that just a cutlery or a plate that you buy, a colorful one with maybe the cartoon that they enjoy, will just attract the child to eat. You can get these um, shape cutters to the one that the caterers and the bakers use to cut out their shapes. I mean, now we have them in um, China more and then a few vendors on Instagram. You will get that somehow come in a, a shape of a heart, stars, um, what do you call it, flowers, different shapes. So basically, you do the meal, let's say um, you'd have um, fancy kinky. Your child doesn't take fancy kinky, just have it in that colorful shape and you are good to go. Just anything to attract them to eat is what we would have to do. <laughs> and then um, some of the kids too, they would want a colorful meal. So maybe your normal omutu, you would not just do white omutu every time white omutu. Another time you can just make it red. Another time you can make it purple. Another time you can make it green. And all these colors, you can use the fruits and vegetables, sorry, the vegetables to do this. So you can do um, beetroot, you steam the beetroot, the juice that will come out. You use that to do the omutu, so it will come out red. Then before you, if whatever soup or stew you are doing, okay, omutu will definitely go with soup. So the peanuts or the granite soup you are doing, you can just add the um, the uh, beetroot that you steam. You are using the juice, so the beetroot that is left, you just blend it and it's their soup. So now we have a colorful red. Um, omutsu that is going with the what do you call it, the granite, and it's very attractive. The kids will eat it. Another time, moringa is a very powerful leaf that we have been blessed with as Africans. And we have moringa, we have baobab. We, we are just blessed as Africans. So let's just let's enjoy what we have. It's not always about the pizza and being all white and everything. I mean, some people say, oh, we always see you post green peas and all the other ones. If you can afford the alternatives, we have different vegetables and fruits here and then leaves here in Ghana. So the green, um, if it's chosafi, you can do chosafi with uh, moringa powder. It will come out green and nice. Then you, you serve it with the green soup. I mean, some kids would just see the color and then it will be put off. So you, you don't do that for them. You should know how your child is and what the child likes. Then you'd um, have a colorful meal and then serve to the child. Some of the kids too, you, you could get this um, pasta. Oh uh, yes, pasta, macaroni. Some come in different shapes, cartoons, numbers, alphabet. Something for kids to enjoy. I think Shoprise has that they stock that. So you can get that pasta and then you have your nice um tuna sauce. The sauce you just add, okay, stew, let me put it that way. You just add you sneaking your vegetables in it and give it to the child. Then you can even make the pasta yellowish by adding turmeric to it to just uh, make it more attractive for the kids to eat. So like I said, we always find ways of getting the kids to eat healthy than always relying on these, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The jar foods are not bad. They're not bad. The only thing is they have more preservatives. 
So if you can do it yourself, that is fine. If you can't do it and you would want to get the jar food, you should just know how to combine them. So if there's, they have the apple sauce, they have the broccoli and cheese, different flavors. So breakfast, the child takes the um, apple sauce jar, then lunch, probably the broccoli set comes in. Then dinner, you can have the um, rice and banana flavor, anything that you have. So just getting a balanced meal at the end of the day is our goal as parents. And then we find ways of getting the kids to eat. Forcing the child to eat is nothing. I mean, nobody likes to be forced. All of us don't like it. It's like, do this, do that, do this. So just go with the child's pace. Something a six months old is supposed to finish a whole bowl of morikoko or rice, rota or something. No. If they're able to take at least, at least three or four tablespoons Fulls of the meal, it's fine. And that three or four adult tablespoons is equivalent to maybe six of their baby spoons. <laughs> that is fine. Don't expect them to finish the whole meal at a certain. Some kids too are slow eaters. I mean, they, somebody can take 30 minutes to finish a meal. Just allow the child. If there's no time to, or you have to go anywhere, just pack the food, then continue in the car. Allow the child to eat at their own pace. And then everything, Please hold on. And then uh, the parent is happy, the baby is happy, everyone is happy. So, yes, I think we're almost 30 minutes gone. So, I'll allow some questions so that I'll throw more light on any issues that we have as parents in terms of feeding. Okay. Yves, thank you so much. And it's one of the things you said I really like, the carrot and orange um, combination. I mean, I never thought of that. That's so interesting. You know, <laughs> carrots, I'm, like, I, I would never have thought of that. Thank you very much. So You're welcome, um, we had one question coming in earlier. I'd like to ask that before we um, open up completely. So um, this person was saying that how do I get my eight-month-old to take a variety of he doesn't take oats, rice, porridge, cereal. Um, maybe eight months. Wants to know how to get the baby to take a variety of oats. I think you mentioned quite a bit on that. Maybe you can just um, speak a little bit more to it so that the person can feel. Okay. Um. Can I ask a follow-on question? Does the child chew? Like, does the child take any chewing food if the person is online? Okay. Please, if you asked, I don't know whether you can... Um. give us some more information. So this question was sent in even before today. So I don't know. So maybe you can speak generally to if okay, the, let the let child choose. Okay, so if the child choose, you can do pancake with the Cerelac. So you have your pancake, you just take, sorry, your Cerelac, you pour the Cerelac, melt a little butter, quick one egg, and then maybe you add a nut, add a little nutmeg and cinnamon. If, so eight months old cannot take salt or pepper. So obviously I know it's add salt to the mixture. Then you melt a little butter and then you fry the cerelac like pancake. Then you cut out, you cut them out into nine sheeps and give to the child to eat. So the child is not eating the cerelac, but as a system, the child is having that um, pancake with the cerelac inside. Even rice powder, you can use rice powder. If the child is not taking rice, you can use the rice brown rice powder to do the pancake and give it to the child. Or 
you can do the morikoko or the um, serilac or the um, brown rice porridge. Just take a, um, two or three scoops of the porridge, then add fruits to it. If the child takes any fruit, maybe it's banana is their favorite, just take maybe two fingers of banana, two to 200 to 300 mils of milk, and then you add the morikoko or the whichever porridge the child is not taking, just add one or two scoops to it, add a little peanut butter to it, then you blend it as smoothie for the child to eat. Wow. Hey, I mean, some of the things that I mean, I'm learning about, like these smoothies, I thought smoothies were just fruits, so, but today I'm learning quite a bit. Thank you very, very much. So, I mean, the floor is open now. If anybody has any question at all, please let's ask you so that we can help our children eat very well. This COVID season, this is a time to help our children eat very, very, very well. You know, um, you can raise your hand and then I'll let you ask your question. Okay, so someone else is asking a question. Um, I have an eight month old who is teething now. He refused, okay, I think the person who asked initially is um, given more information. So a uh, person saying that I have an eight month old who is teething now. He refused serilac, rice porridge, applesauce. I was taking mainly hauza cocoa and the little oats after six months. I introduced yam carrot puree when he turned eight months and he suddenly stopped taking the hauza cocoa and oats. How do I get him to take other things in addition to the yam puree? Um, okay, so teething is very painful, very uncomfortable. Even adults, when we are having our um, wisdom to the pain and everything we go through, so it's a very it's a state that can be very um, uncomfortable for the child. Research has shown, has shown that um, cold foods help the child a lot. So that's when your popsicles will come in. The ice cream mode I was talking about. So if the child was taking oats before, you can still do the um, like what I said before, the smoothie, you, you use the you add the oats to the banana or whichever food. He's not taking apples puree, so you can use banana, you can use mango, um, avocado, any one you have available. You can just blend that with one or two scoops of the oats and then put it in a popsicle mode. Just add a little sweetener, date syrup for their age. You can't really much of sweetness, so date syrup is fine. Add it to the popsicle. Um, the blended smoothie. You can even add um, Greek yogurt or the child. They have baby yogurt too. That one is a bit sweet. You can add that one to the smoothie and then you put it in a mold. Give it the child to lick. And then I'm sure the child will be fine because when it's the pain is there, they want something to soothe it and the cold stuffs come in. So they can, the mother can try that for the child. Then after that phase, I'm sure the child will bounce back. Thank you very much. So um, someone else wants to know, Yvette, is there a recipe book especially for new mothers? Is there a recipe book? Have you written one it, yourself? Oh, can... oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done with it. I started, but I'm not done with it. But I know a couple of um, Nigerian um, nutritionists that have it. So okay. you'd have to pay for posting and everything and they'll get it to you. But then you can get other... Um, I, I do meal plans more. So I do meal plans for any age that you have. If it's six months old, two, three, four, I can do a meal plan for the child and then 
help you out with the recipes you need for that child. Okay, okay, great. Uh, I think I even saw one on Instagram once, uh, Nutrient Fitness. I don't know whether that's the same one you're also talking about. Um, nutrition by some nutritionists. So maybe you can also look for that one. But we'll be waiting for your book, Yvette, The Meal Plans. Tailored <laughs> no to the Ghanaian market. You know how okay, I hear you. You know how sometimes you look for meal plants online and there are all sorts of interesting um, ingredients that Foreign you don't even get in Ghana and then you're so hot, like ah, I That's know true. how am I going to get this? But you will get it and it will be so expensive. You spend hundred cities on one meal for your baby. I mean it's just so impractical. So sure. I mean it can be so we'll be waiting for your book as well. Okay, so someone else wants to know. How do you start to wean baby off from the breast milk and first time? How do you start to wean well, um, this, this question, this question, it's more for the midwives, but I'll try. <laughs> okay, so weaning them off the breast milk with age, I know mostly it's advised up to two years. So I wouldn't give you an age limit. Maybe you would have some plants you would want to end at eight months, one year. Just make sure the child is still getting milk. So weaning the child off, what I did personally was I reduced the number of times my girl breastfeed her in a day. So during the day, I reduced them. Gradually, I stopped breastfeeding during the day. And then I concentrated at night. Then at night, one, two, it was three or four feedings. I reduced it to two. And then gradually, I stopped. I didn't have someone to go and give the child to. And then some, some did it that way, but I didn't have any because she was always with me and yeah so i just reduced the number of times i breastfed her and then that was it and i think the school helped because she was going to school during the day so that during the day i don't have to breastfeed then um the night one like i said i started reducing it what i and that thing i did was i replaced some of the breastfeeding times with milk okay yeah so instead of me breastfeeding her at night i mean i had the flats and then I do, I prepare the formula and give to her. The, the, the second one, I used more of soy milk because she liked the plain soy milk, constricting one. So I just have the pack and then I'll just pour and give it to her. So gradually she got used to the fact that I wouldn't be giving her breast milk, but she'll be taking that milk and she was fine. And then with that too, gradually I stopped because I didn't want her eating at night. So instead of two times, I did one. And then gradually when she wakes up, she cries, I'll just back her. Although I'm also sleepy, but I just needed to sacrifice for that one or two weeks. And then once she was fine, we stopped the whole breastfeeding okay. at 90. Yeah. I can also vouch for, you know, getting pregnant. When you get pregnant, your baby will stop breastfeeding. So. Oh, okay. That's just by the way. Experience. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, I mean, I got, to, I got to know I probably was pregnant when my first child stopped you know, he wouldn't take the she wouldn't take the breast milk anymore. The breast milk. When that oh. happens, she would definitely it's very easy. Your baby will stop. So if you are struggling, just get pregnant. Just a joke. I'm not saying that good. It's just a joke. Okay, so you guys need to know what do you think about the sweetened yogurt? You mentioned Greek yogurt. I mean, I know that's healthier. I mean, it's not it's not as sweeting or as sweet as um these other yogurts we see around. What do you say about the um the sweetened yogurt? Are they, oh, okay. Would you recommend that for our kids? Okay, so I recommend it from the required age. Most of us don't read about the brands. We just buy it because some of the mother care um, shop attendants, they don't even know about the brands that they are selling. They just say, oh, wait, once the child is eight months, just give the child, it's fine. 
but most of them have um there's an age age group on it so with the is it cow oh the brand geba geba has one that is safe for kids from seven or eight months so that one it's fine you can give the child but with the pascal yogurt pascal yogurt is for one year but they have pascal greek yogurt that one it's fine you can give to a child who is eight months and it's fine but their tom milk and all those ones they have sugars in it and ideally you shouldn't give a child below one that's a, a snack with sugar in it even if you realize most of the baby juice that is for kids below one they are not sweet so the other commercial ones like the tom milk the delay you got and all those ones you can start from one year it's fine but below one I mean, I always say that you'll you be the one to train that your child's tongue. I know a mother told me that my child will only take malt. I'm like, the child is not going out to buy the malt by himself. You are the one giving the malt to the child. So if you don't train them with these sweet, sweet things, they don't get used to it. So below one year, you give the child, the below one year, the child is not supposed to have anything sweet aside the fruits and then, yeah, aside fruits. So, if he starts giving the child, oh, let me give small brown sugar because the, the cocoa to the cocoa doesn't taste really nice. Then gradually I building up the child's taste. The child will be used to sweet stuffs. But below one, it, I, I mean, if you give a child plain cocoa, a newborn plain cocoa, the child will eat it. Because the child doesn't know anything sweet. You get it. So let's try as much as possible not to introduce them to sweet stuffs. I mean, when they go to school, their friends will bring it. Then they will start learning from there. But at home, we should and force these little, little things so that at the end of the day, they wouldn't be craving for it. Yeah, so that's what I'll say. Because my second, my my first girl, she didn't really like anything sweet. I mean, up to now, she's not really good with candies. But the second one, I don't know where she came from. <laughs> but she, if you get anything sweet, she'll take it. If it's available, she'll ask for it. But if it's not there in your kind, I think it's not there. You understand? So as much as possible, as parents, let's try and then limit the availability of these things. I mean, we want to give them the best. We want our kids to have it all, but we just try and then minimize what we give to the child, and I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I think because we are recording and this uh, will be available on our website, I'd like to state that we are not saying that any of the brands mentioned are bad. We're just saying that perhaps looking at the sugar content in one as against the other, it's better that you feed or give your child one with the, um, the less sweet ones when they are below one. Yeah, it's no more of be, it's being less sweet, but when they are yeah, it has to be the, the recommended age. If it's not recommended, you don't give to the child. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Yvette. Please, does anybody else have a question? I think someone wants me someone to wants me to know. Okay, someone wants okay. me. Someone wants me to know that. Not all the kids, not all the kids when they are um, when the mother is pregnant. So she just pointed that <laughs> out. Please, does anybody else have a question? Please let's ask any of the questions that have been on our heart. I'm sure there are reasons why we joined. Please, if you have a question, just put it out there and let us also learn. Or maybe you you did something that worked and you want to, you know, yeah, share with yeah. us. You can also share as well. You all want to learn. So anybody at all?
Any question at all? Yeah, so a little I'll, I'll add to it is um some parents continue to feed their kids at night. Okay. So they are about certain age and winning them off became becomes a struggle. So it's all to do with this whole winning the child off their breasts. Some parents think that if the child is giving a, a meal and the child is full, the child will stop breastfeeding. Some, some kids who don't mind. I mean, as at four years, if they'll still wake up and ask for their cocoa because they are used to that um, way of eating at night. So like I said, you can just do the milk. Don't try using mori cocoa or milo. Milo to stop them. It can be very addictive. If the child gets used to it, then you keep on waking up and giving the child milo every night. So... Let's try and then find other ways of winning them off the breast milk. I think there's one lady, Pregnancy Matters, on Instagram. She's a pro when it comes to breastfeeding issues. So if you are still having issues winning the child off, you can just speak to her or any midwife you have at your facility, then you find a way to win the child off. Okay. Um, another question we are getting. Um, Please, is it advisable to force a six-month-old going on seven-month baby to eat solids if all she wants is breast milk? Is it advisable to force a six-month-old going on seven months to eat solids if all she wants is breast milk? Okay, so like I said before, at the beginning stage, it's not good to force a child. I mean, it's, it's, it's the worst thing you can do to your child. All she wants is breast milk. I mean, there are some kids that are not ready for solids till they are like eight months. Just, just go slowly. If it's all that she wants is the best one, probably because maybe there's the period that you are giving to a child is too thick. So that's one thing I forgot to add. I mean, when they are transitioning from the solids, sorry, the breasts to the solids, you should know how the consistency should be. It shouldn't be too watery like the breast milk. And it shouldn't be too thick that when you take it and you are trying to drop it from the spoon, it takes some seconds to drop. Let's balance it so that the, the child can easily swallow it. Some of the kids will still want you to thin the food with the breast milk. So you can have more of the breast milk than maybe one or two scoops of the um, solids you're adding to it. So um, I keep on saying more cocoa because that's what most people start with. So let's, let's give it more cocoa carrot puree or any puree starting with cauliflower starting with after blending just take one or two scoops and add it to the breast milk thin it out a bit and then give the child so gradually the child will learn how to eat it and then you can also get um it's not so compost you can use a mat or a high chair just spread whatever it is in front of the child if it's carrot steamed salt just spread it in front of the child banana some kids will end up playing with their food and eventually a little will go into their mouth because you know most of the kids, anything they pick is straight to their mouth. I mean, they take our remote controls, they take our phones, everything is straight to their mouth. So once you give it to them, they keep they play with it. At the end of the day, I mean, even if it's a second that the food touch the child's tongue, the child will be like, okay, oh, there's this taste, there's this taste, okay, there's something new. Then gradually the child will learn how to eat. So the breast milk is fine, but you shouldn't force the child to transition. I mean, even if the child is eight months, it's fine. But try and find ways of introducing the solids. Like I said, you can do the finger foods and then thinning it out. Don't make the puree too thick. 
and then try different, different food. I mean, with my first girl, it wasn't easy. I ended up, I can cook five meals in a day and then she would just take two out of it. And I'll want to discard the rest because obviously I can't eat it. So just try, maybe she didn't want mori coco. Let me get um, um, candamel cereal. Let me get geba. Let me get all these foreign brands. Let me try those ones. She didn't take it. Okay, we have local meals. Let me try the Tom Brown. No, not Tom Brown. Sorry, I forgot to add that. Let's not introduce Tom Brown or Winnie Mix at six months. It shouldn't be the first food because it's a combination of grains. If your child is reacting to any of them, it is very difficult to rule out. So make sure you give the single one before you start giving combination like Tom Brown and the rest. But there are very nice products out there that Ghanaian entrepreneurs are doing. We have the Romy Foods. We have the... Um, what do you call it? I mean, different, different types. You can get them <laughs> there. So you can try all these ones. And then if the child is still not taking, then you try the finger foods. I mean, sometimes it's, it's very, having a child is expensive. Okay. I don't know if I'm the only one who sees it that way. It's, it's expensive. Yeah. They're so expensive. They're not like, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Yes, they don't care. You bought them. So you just have to try everything possible to get them. So maybe let's know what, what she has offered that the child is not taking. Then we know that, okay, maybe if you try these other brands or try it this way for the child, the child will be able to take it. Then at the end of the day, at least we get the child to start with their solution. Okay. So uh, someone else wants to know, please, can the breast milk be mixed with the porridge like cocoa? Sure, sure, sure. It can. Uh, read about it, and it was suggested that it can be added to the app. It can. It can. Even the first, okay. the first year, the first year, you can give the child. Um, you can. You know, some mothers store the breast milk. Okay. They yeah. Freeze it. So after when they start introducing the solids, that's what they use as the baby's milk. So you can do that, and it's yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um. Someone else wants to know. How do you get a baby to latch onto your breasts when all of a sudden the baby cries when you put the breast onto his mouth? Um, the, the, this one will be for the breastfeeding consultant and then so she can talk to pregnancy matters. She's yeah. amazing. She's very good at this. Like she's a pro. She just sent a message on Instagram and she sort her out. Okay. Okay. Because I'm not. I'm not really good in that area. So. <laughs> Okay, okay, thank you. So, I mean, is there any other question? Does anybody else have a question? Please. Oh, contribution. <laughs> oh, a contribution, yes. Please, let's make it as uh, interactive as possible. We all want to learn. We are learning from each other, you know. So, if anybody has a question, I think what we've learned so far, what you said about the rush test, I mean, putting a little bit of the... Peanut butter. Um, the granite paste on the baby's mouth. That was mm -hmm. really ingenious, really, because I mean, sometimes these um, allergies you really just don't know till I mean, you actually experience it, and it can be very scary. I remember my son, yeah. my son had a lot of allergies, it was so scary, you didn't really know what he was eating, and all of a sudden, he has a rash all over and all that. It can be very upsetting. So, I mean, that's um, a very ingenious um, thing. And you, we also learned about starting introducing solids to the fruits and veggies, you know. So here we do our morikoko first and everything, but what you said about children being a, an, um, a fresh slate or an empty slate where we are, we are now teaching them. That's that's mm -hmm. really true. So we start. Yeah, and one more thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yvette, let's not 
let, let's try to explore. I mean, yeah. personally, me, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't mind trying any food. So <laughs> I try to do that with my kids. Okay. I am not a North now. Okay. I didn't grow up in the North. I've lived in Tema all my life. But then I went on YouTube and then I found these naughty meals. I'm like, okay, let me just try it. Okay. It was it was just amazing. And that was the first time my second girl took swallow. She was more of a chewing child. Like she would chew anything, even this yam and other things. She likes it. But I tried, there was this baobab soup. I think it's called kuka. Okay. And then with the teasets, it was my first time doing it. And then she cleared everything. And I was like, see, I'm here saying my daughter doesn't take swallow, but I've not tried different, different types of meals. I mean, let's explore. Don't don't just limit your child to. That's one thing that other moms do. They will limit the child to what they eat. So maybe the mother doesn't eat okra because she doesn't like okra. Then okay, my child is not eating okra, but it will surprise you to know that probably that's what the child wants. But because you are not eating, you are not giving to. I don't I don't like beans. I, I only learned how to eat beans when I got married because that's my husband's favorite food. And it's funny how the two girls also love it now. It's like more more or less that's their favorite food now, right? And beans and cocoa. And I wouldn't, if left me alone, I wouldn't have done that meal for them because me, I don't like it. So why should I do it for you? But then that's what they like. So let's try. If your child doesn't like maybe um, rice, plantain, all those things, just try this Nigerian food. The moe moe, you have all the ingredients. We have the beans. The moe moe is basically beans and then um, tomatoes and pepper, little spices that they've, they've steamed or they, they steam it. They put in leaves and steam. Just try that one, you know, abo, um, what's the name? Um, Ofam. Ofam. Growing up, we're not eating Ofam in my house, but I tried it. I like it. And my girls also love it. I mean, kids love sweet stuff. I mean, these plantain and other things. So just play with the food. If she will not eat fried plantain, she will not eat boiled plantain. Bake it, do Ofam, get a cupcake uh, mold, fill it in the cupcake. And it's like I've given a child cupcakes, but then it's Ofam with peanuts and everything inside. And that's a whole meal on its own. Yeah. The child drinks water, water and then the child is full for the day. So we shouldn't limit ourselves to what we as parents like, but we should try giving them other things. Because when you realize that when they go to their friends, their aunties, their cousins, hey, when they, the child came, she ate this, she ate that. Then you think, oh, why is my child not eating in my house? Probably you're limiting the child too much. So like I said, let's just try other meals and then that you will definitely get one or two that the child loves. Wow. Wow. You make, you make a very important point. My mother, for instance, has never eaten fufu in her life, but she made sure we all eat fufu. And she, I mean, every time exactly. we, we do fufu in the house, when we're going up, you know, she wouldn't eat it, but then she made sure we all ate fufu. So you make a very good point. Uh, we have a few more questions. Um, so someone wants to know. How, okay, let me ask this one first. Okay, so this person is saying, please, my boy does not take anything aside soya beans mixed and custard. He's almost two, but still he does not want to taste anything. My boy won't even come close when he sees you with fudu. It's either his feeding bottle or nothing else. I'm very tired. Sounds like a frustrated She's too. Can, can you just ask one? This one question. But ask if the child eats okay. ice cream. I mean, this popsicle mode, it works a lot too. Okay. Most of the kids think it's ice cream they are eating. But then at the end of the day, you have a lot of things. Let's know what the child likes. I mean, she doesn't okay. want to come close to close to any food. Maybe the child likes bread. Okay. The child likes, okay, then you coat, you can do like you coat the bread. So okay. you have your um egg, 
makes with um, any sweetener that you have. Then a little, okay. if you use beans flour, any flour you have, just do a little paste. Okay. Add melted butter for it, then dip the bread inside, then fry it. Okay. For the child. I don't the child thinks I mean only eating only just bread, but there's a, a lot of things going in. The child likes cakes. Okay. Just try the offam in the cupcake mode and give the child to play with. I don't the child will be eating something. So kids that we don't really like eating, just do more of the smoothies and then the popsicle, the ice creams and things for the child. I mean, at the end of the day, the child is not okay. eating the adult food, but then the child has vegetables going to the system, has food going to the system, there's yogurt, and all these represent the different food groups that we have. So it's not always rice and kotomi and chicken, then the child is eating, you know, that my child eats because my child eats the adult food. Gradually, I mean, I always say that there's no teenager that I know that is still taking puris. There's no teenager that I know that wouldn't eat any food aside breast milk. So sometimes it's just a stage. It's just gradual. You just go with the flow. When the child is ready, the child eats. Some children will even start eating more when they start school because they see all their friends eating. So at home, they don't eat. But when you take their food to school, they will eat. Yeah. Now, because of COVID, probably you say, okay, then what do I do? Just just study the child and see what the child likes. I mean, my first girl, when she's watching her videos, trust me, anything you put in her mouth, she'll swallow because she, <laughs> she's not even concentrated on what they are doing. <laughs> her mind is all on the videos that she's watching. Just put their favorite cartoon there, try to entertain them anyhow. I mean, tell the kids, you would have to dance. You would have to act, do anything for them before they will eat. But I mean, that's how that particular child too is. So you just do it. I mean, it's a face. I told you it's a face. Definitely the child will just outgrow it. So gradually. And just make sure the child is also taking some multivitamins. Okay. You know, really is it an interesting point? Okay. Um, if I please mention it, you were saying about multivitamins. Yeah, so get, every child needs to, uh, especially the, the fatty eaters, okay. if the child is not eating too well, just make sure that their multivitamin is there every day. Okay. So me, after, after now, my girl is poor, but I still give her Abidec. It's not like it's making her eat or something, but... They need it. Just, I mean, they are always active and everything. So the child is also not eating alongside them. It's going to be worrying. The little exposure to any sickness and the child gets it. So the, the baobab, the baobab powder too is very important. I mean, it's a very great immune booster. Just add it to their child's meals. Just it's a half a teaspoon goes a long way. So we try in as much as possible to get them to eat variety and then healthy meals too. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, what, what you said about um, um, the baobab, is there anywhere you would, we can get it easily? I don't know about Okay, so for now, I stopped, I stopped I the powder. Seen it in the I, I stopped the powder now, but not the fruit. And it's, it's the same as the fruit. It's just the fruit that has been dried and made into the powdered form. So if anyone wants some, you can, you can just give my number out to them. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. All right. Uh, there are a few more questions. Someone wants to know how do we undo our wrongs? How do we undo our wrongs? Okay, so now the child, the child is already exposed to these sweets and stuffs. You can't just stop it at once. So gradually you'll be replacing it. 
So instead of you using sugar for the child, if the child is above two years, you can be doing honey instead of sugar. But because the child is used to the sugar, you make sure that the honey, you abuse it, let me put it that way, you use a lot. So that it will just make up for the sugar that the child is used to. If the child is below two years, you can do the dates, the date syrup. So, I mean, you gradually change from the wrongs that are due to the right. <laughs> and then just work with the child. These kids, they are smart. <laughs> when you talk to them, they can understand. Talk to them, explain to them why this and this and that. That's why we are changing the whole meal plan. I mean, gradually they understand it. This whole COVID came and the kids are home. They keep on asking questions. But when you keep on explaining to them, it's dangerous out there. People get this. When someone is not even showing sign, the person has it, you can still get it. And you'll be sick. You'll be away from your family. This, this, that. The child understand. okay, well, I'm not going to school because of this. I'm not going to the mall because of this. I'm not going for parties because of this. So let's let's interact with the kids. Let's talk to them. They'll understand. Even as young as one year, they, they, they're able to receive with you. So... I think that's one way of, of doing the wrongs. <laughs> okay. Um, someone else wants to know um, what kind of food to give to a two-year-old going on three to boost her weight who doesn't eat any home-cooked food? What kind of meals to give um, a two going on three to um, help boost weight? Yogurt is perfect. It's a very good um weight gaining food avocados avocados or the one they sell around oh the child is two going on three so she can have any of the yogurt around avocados too are great coconut milk so you can have coconut milk drink for the child it's also good um if she says no home cooked meals uh, it's a bit difficult to and I said, but okay, the most of these foreign meals too that they already made meals too. Some are cooked with this olive oil and others, so that one too helps a lot with weight gain. And um, yes, the basically these ones are they are enough to help the child. <sighs> Someone also wants to know, please, what do you do for a child of two years who only takes millet cocoa? He only likes crunchy stuff like potato chips and biscuits plus breast milk. And someone else wants to know why you stopped the baobab powder. Why did you stop giving the baobab powder to, to your kids? <laughs> my, sister, my kids still take it. I, we, in fact, the whole family takes it. Okay. So in this COVID time, we need to boost. I mean, so we, we all take it. We you can be used for milk, just the baobab powder. You added some evaporated milk to it. Add a little sweetener to it. I mean, as adults, we can still take our sugar in limited quantity. You can add honey to it, and then you drink it. Even your normal water before you drink before we drink water, we can just add half a teaspoon to it. So I've not stopped. As for baobab, I don't think I'll stop. <laughs> and then the first question, I think there was a question before the baobab powder. That was the takes only crunchy stuffs. So mommy has to start baking. I mean, it's not that difficult. <laughs> it's not that difficult. So what I usually advise is instead of using flour for any baking, use their, um, their um, porridge mix. 
So you can use Tom Brown to bake biscuits. You can use Cerelac to bake biscuits. All these um, other ones that the child is not taking, use it to make the biscuits. You can use it to make um, waffles. You can use it to make pancakes. You can also fry them for the child. So yam, your child will not take yam, but take potato chips. Okay, so we'll fry the yam for you, make it crunchy enough, add some ketchup to it and give it to you to eat. We can also, um, it takes what biscuits. Yeah. Um, biscuits, now we, even on Instagram, most of we, the adults are even going more into this oat biscuits. I mean, most of these vendors are doing it granola biscuits and all those things and even granola is very great granola is loaded you can have one granola has oats has almonds has coconut has Thai seeds sunflower and these are crunchy stuff that a child that loves biscuits will love to chew it with the honey taste and everything so granola is another great meal that you can give to the child to chew on its own and then the child should be fine and um there are these other ones that come, they are chips, but it has this vegetables and fruits. I think it's called Kidelicious or something. Yeah. Yeah, that one too is safe for the child to take. So, yeah, the child can have all these things. So instead of you buying the biscuits, those, there's the flour ones, try to make it yourself. I mean, the COVID has taught all of us to bake holes. So <laughs> you just go on YouTube, get one or two videos, and then you are good to go. If you can't do it, so I think most we have a lot of people selling them on um, Instagram and stuff. So you can get them for the child. And then try, I mean, one thing I always say is don't give up. Don't give up. If you serve the meal today, the child doesn't like it. Try in the next month or two. It would be a different story, trust me. I have passed through that stage before. My, the two year, the four-year-old wasn't taking any pills at all. She didn't eat yam until recently. I mean, just recently that she started taking yam. And I realized that she didn't want it whole, like the boiled yam and you cut it in shape and then she wouldn't really take it. But when you add a little butter to it and then you mash it with the butter, sometimes you add a little cheese to it and then you serve it with contour meal or garlic, you clear it. Wow. Yeah, so just, just don't give up. The, the fact that she didn't take it today doesn't mean she would never take it. That's what we think. Oh, my child doesn't like this meal. Maybe that time, she was just not ready for the meal. Or she wasn't in the mood. I mean, we adults, we are like that. I always say the kids, they're not kids. <laughs> they are just like us. So sometimes they also have their mood strings. They all, they all have their worries. <laughs> they also have their mood strings, you understand? Yeah. So if they don't take it today, try and serve it another time, and then it will be a different story. OK. And someone else is asking, how do you get an eight-month-old to drink water? He plays with the water by blowing into the cup or sippy cup, but sucks very little. How do you get a and use a syringe? She should get a syringe, pull it and push it at the corner of the the the, the gum, like corner there and push it in. It will go, just go straight into the, the tooth. The child will drink. I know one or two kids that were, were not <sighs> taking water, so that's what we use. Use the syringe and then it goes down their tooth. Okay. And it could, could it be that the child doesn't like the CP cup? The mom could, can also check. Could be that the child doesn't like the CP cup. It was surprising that some of the kids will reject bottles just because of the teeth. Okay. Okay. Yes. You you can end up buying four or five brands and eventually the child will just take one. I mean, like I said, they're expensive. 
But if it's your first child, you are even lucky because the other one, the second one or third one will come in and enjoy the other bottles that you bought. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it could be that the child doesn't like the bottle. You can just get, sometimes, I think as mothers, we all love brands. I mean, it's normal. Oh, I want to get the, the, these expensive brands from UK. But sometimes you just go to Melcom and you just go and see some five CDs bottle, three CDs bottle, and that's actually what the child will end up drinking from. You understand? So don't always think of just the big brands just because it's fair enough, it's durable. Just make sure it's BPA safe, uh, free, and the child is safe from any toxins, and then you can give it to the child. Okay. Okay. So there's another question. Are there any precautions? Are there any precautions okay. you have to take if mixing formula with breast milk? Are there any precautions you have to take if mixing formula with breast milk? We are not supposed to mix formula with breast milk, no. Okay. Formula is mixed with, the powder is mixed with water, nothing else. Okay. So unless there's any follow-up question, because formula and breast milk are not supposed to be mixed. Okay. Okay, there, there's no formula. I think uh, uh, some people advocate that, you know, when you are stopping, when you are weaning your child of breast milk, you kind of, okay, so if you are given 180 mils of um, breast milk, so now because you want to get the child, because you want to get the child to now start taking the formula, maybe you reduce, you add a little bit, um, 15 mils of the formula or 20 mils of formula to the 160 mils of breast milk. And then gradually, you know. Oh, okay. I think someone has know. explained it. Complimentary yeah. feed, okay. Yeah. Um, you can you can't do that. You can, you, you have to have um a schedule. So that's what I did. If yeah. during the day the child wakes up, I breastfeed first thing in the morning. She takes a bath, and then before I start prepping the first meal, I give her a bottle of the formula. Okay. Yes, so that will keep it too. Because obviously, one, once the food, um, you are steaming the food, it will be hot. So the child can't take it right away. And some of them, they, they can't just wait. So I give them the child the formula. And then once the food is cool enough, that's like 30 or an hour after, I just give the food to the child. Then an hour after, I give the, mm -hmm. the formula again. So I make sure that the formula, the, um, the child takes more formula. That's when I'm planning to win, obviously takes more formula during the day than the breast milk. Okay. And then at night, at night, let me see, because of <laughs> because I, I get so lazy. I don't do any formula at night because I can't wash bottles and other things. So I do the breast milk. I just breastfeed throughout the night, yes. So more of the formula is during the day. So it all depends on you. I mean, there's no um, number of times you can do it that, that, yeah, that will make it wrong or right. Okay. It's it's more of the um it, it, it depends on the mother and then the child what the child wants and then what the mom also wants for the child so you can give the formula is it five six times a day and the child is able to still eat it's fine now make sure you don't give the formula in, in um right before you give the meals because it will fill the child up and then the child will eat the food and you say the child doesn't like the meal so make sure you give me a forty five minutes to an hour break before you give the meal to the child. And it shouldn't be that maybe like 100 mil is fine. Okay. 90, 100, 90, 120 is fine, but anything more, the child will be full. Because formula is 
like a meal on its own. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I I also want to know. You mentioned something about um, adding the vegetables or sneaking in the vegetables at the at the stew stage. I wanted to know, like, uh, you know how we cook our meals here in Ghana? We we tend to over. Cook most of our meals. So I mean, add like blending the vegetables and adding it to the, the dishes doesn't it kind of reduce the nutritional content. I mean, the nutritional value of the vegetables to a certain extent. I don't know. What, what would you also say? To okay, that? so it is when I want to get the English name, but let me say it in cheese that will understand. When you say it too much, then <laughs> you lose all the nutritional benefits from the vegetable. So what you do is basically the kids stews. I mean, I used to do it for the kids, but now we all eat like that because we are all trying to be healthy now. Like yeah. we we can't we can't afford to get sick yet. So with their stews, you steam everything. So you steam garlic, you steam the tomatoes, carrots, green beans or green peas. Um, if the child is old enough, you can add maybe one or two chili peppers. Then um green bell peppers any vegetable you want to add just steam everything at once once they are all soft enough you take them out you blend it then you put it back in the stock so if okay. let's say if you are doing it with chicken now my kids are older so i can do it if you are doing it with chicken with chicken breast so once you steam the chicken just add all the vegetables to it take them out and then blend then you put it back inside back in the pan in like together with the stock then you add your milk. If it's sorry, that's just a milk. If you add your oil, if it's coconut oil, olive oil, or butter, you're using, add it at that stage. Ideally, that is how we are supposed to save the oils for the kids. You're not supposed to fry it. You fry it and with onions and all those things. It's, it's not the best. I mean, there's some um there's this whole chemical thing going on. So ideally, you don't fry it at the beginning stage. But I mean, they make it nice. I mean, we are all used to that taste. <laughs> That's how we grew up eating. Yes. But if you start early with the child, the child knows that, okay, we don't fry the oil before. So you steam it with the chicken, put in, add one or two tablespoons of oil. With that, even with that, you realize you don't need a lot of oil. Okay. You end up using just a little oil. Yes. And then within some few minutes, the stew is done. Okay. Unlike you going, starting with the oil you fry your onions then you you blend the other ones put it in you fry the tomatoes and everything before you add the blended um, vegetables also to it it makes the whole cooking process long and you don't get all the benefits you so you can just do that we just steam everything blend and then you add whatever um, oil you're doing maximum 20 minutes the food should, i mean the kids meals we don't overcook them I always say it's not even just a case meal. It's a lifestyle we all should adapt. But I mean, we didn't grow up like that. So sometimes it's a bit difficult to join the kids. But let's make sure we do at least do it for them. Reduce the number of frying times we are giving to the kids. We do more steaming, more grilling, more baking and boiling. I think that's fine. Okay, so I think I didn't really answer the, the okra question, right? So there's two stage, like what we've done right now, we've actually done the stew. Okay. So you boil the okra separately. Then at this stage, once the stew is ready, you just add the boiled okra to it. 
then if it's, you are using any leaves, you just sprinkle the leaves on it. Okay. Just turn it one or two times and then it's done because already the okra is cooked. Okay. So everything is not overcooked at the end of the day. Okay. Um, uh, you, I mean, what you say about us learning to like different, different things. What if you're not a creative person? Like, you know, personality types, you're not creative, you know, like you don't know how to, okay, add this, add that, you know, those kinds of things. And people are really good. Like when I see people who can be there and then it's like, they've added, I made this, when I see this on Instagram, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I added this and that and I mean, and it looks so good and I'm like, Hey, you could do well, though. Like, if you're not that kind of person, you know. But, but you... I'm not. I'm not that creative. I mean, in school, when you to draw anything, can you be sad? <laughs> I mean, creativity. It's you learn it. I mean, I mean, you learn it. There are a lot of Instagram pages. There are a lot of um, YouTube channels that will give you a, fa a fair idea. So what I did, the extra mile I went was with getting the ingredient that were similar to what these white folks were using. Yeah. And then I realized that, okay, if I pick this, it has this nutrient in it. Okay, maybe I'm getting, um, like, you just compare to the vegetables and food that we have, that would work. Obviously, butternut squash, a lot of, I, I didn't even know we had it in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, we have, and it's very cheap. It's a huge um I should say a huge or a big size vegetable that is going for nine ten cities you can use it as many times like seven or eight or nine meals and that vegetable is very sweet if you don't have carrots you could actually use that okay if carrots are expensive you could actually use that i use that in almost all my stews and my soup you can even add it to their cocoa as a sweetener so it's not all about being that creative i mean you can just learn go on youtube fortunately youtube most of them even have the measurements on it but me i, I still use the Ghanaian uh, our forefathers voice when they whisper that it's okay then i know that oh this quantity is now <laughs> but then yes like i said you just do more of researching before a child turns six months just research more even the bowls to eat some of the, these bowls and plates and bottles are not safe. Just get the right, the safe ones. Know the milk that you'd want to use. If you have a family issue of um, lactose allergies, then you should know that your child has maybe a, some, a little percentage of having that particular allergy. So when you start to realize that the child is allergic, then you know that, okay, they are plant-based milk. I can do oat milk. I can get um, almond milk hazelnut milk, soy milk. I mean, the, the alternative to um, the cow milk, there are a lot, there are a lot. Sesame seed, you can even use it as milk. Rice, you can get milk out of it. Wow. So the fact that your child is not taking milk, I mean, some of the parents in my child react to milk. There are a lot of substitutes for um, animal, the cow milk, there are a lot. And, the packaged ones, some of them can be expensive. So if you feel like it's too much, it doesn't meet your budget, you can make it yourself. I mean, oats, this uh, regular oats, you can get milk out of it. Like I was saying, sesame seeds, you can get milk out of it. 
um, coconut um, flesh, the hard ones, you can get milk out of it. Almonds, you can get milk. And we have most of them here in Ghana. So always research and know that, okay, if my child is not eating this, I can get this from it. So, but okay, now I'm doing it as a business. I'm available anytime to talk to anyone. You can let me know, okay, this is my issue. This is what I, some don't actually have time to do all these things. And and I know some moms that, you know, even being good at researching online, like they, do, they wouldn't even know where to start from. That is why we are there for you. Anytime, let us know the help you need. And we are, we are there for each other. I mean, mom supporting moms. Then yeah. we'll find a way of getting the kids to eat all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's honestly, you've, I mean, taught us so much. Thank you so much, you know, for availing yourself and teaching us so much. So Yvette, as she has already said, does this as a business. You know, you can contact her. I put her number on the chat session section of, uh, so you can, I mean, her, her number is available. You can uh, follow her on Instagram, Kids Kitchen GH. Follow Mamsla as well. We we having more people come on. I mean, we have to learn from each other. You know, mm -hmm. while we're talking, I think, I don't know, one of the questions brought to mind a certain experience or certain experiences I used to have. You know how there's this whole, I mean, is it a Ghanaian perception or a worldwide perception that your children are healthy when they are plumpy? plumpy. That is a it's an African child. perception. <laughs> so if your child is not, you know, big and all that, you feel worried that hey, people will think that you're not feeding your child well, your child is not healthy. And sometimes you go for weighing and you see all these really chubby babies and feel like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I used to feel so uh, bad sometimes. When I read something on online and talk about when it comes to children, healthy comes in many shapes and sizes. Um, yeah. You know, there are charts we use. Once your child is following his growth curve, you know, we, you know, when we, when we measure the weight in the hospital, we plot it on a chart. Your child should yeah. be consistently on a certain growth curve. If your child is on that growth curve and is following it, please don't worry too much that, hey, my child is not healthy, he's not looking good like other people's children. Meanwhile, the mother is not even big old. I know. <laughs> I, I, that's my, <laughs> it's true. You forget that genetics also plays a part in all of this. Yeah. So, Yvette, thank you so much. God bless you. I don't know if there thank are any more does anybody else want to say something? If you want to say something, maybe an experience you also had. Um, oh, sorry. Hi, Beth, do you want to say something? No, no, I think it was a mistake, sorry. I think someone someone added a point. She was saying that if the kids will not eat, mm -hmm. um, won't you the vegetables in a minute? Let's blend them and add to the stew. Okay. okay. For Marian, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Marian. Okay, so does anybody else wants to, want to say something before we end? I uh, want to say that, uh, thank you, Yvette. But uh, Mamsla, we do it every month, you know. Okay. Once a month, we try to join, um, get resource people, or we discuss amongst ourselves, you know, um, different topics relating to motherhood. We've had different, different sessions. Some of our recorded um, meetings are on our website. Um, I would like for us to, you know, go on that website. This recording will also be available there so that if you want to refer, you want to remember something Yvette said, you can just go back there. I will have to re-listen to everything, really, because, I mean, there have been so many things shared that I did not know before. Also, we have our feedback. Um, yeah, and we should not forget our water. Okay. Yvette. You shouldn't forget our water for the kids first thing in the morning. Okay. It just I, I, it wakes up the, the organs, the tummy. 
it, it makes the organ it makes them prepared for food. So okay. first thing, once the child is up, either that's um, obviously those who are taking um, water. Once yeah. the child is up, the first thing the child should be water. First thing. Okay. I mean, it helps a lot. It helps a lot. So someone wants to know when water should be introduced. <laughs> As a follow-up question to what you're saying, when should water be? Introduced? Once the child is is having solids. So if it started at um, solids from four months, the child should be having water. It started at five months, the child should be having water. Six months, the child should be having water. Okay. Okay. So thank you very much, Yvette. Thank you very, thank very, you. very much. Okay. So we want to end with a prayer. And at the beginning, we're, we're supposed to start with a prayer, but we jumped into it. Please forgive me for that. But it's never too late to remember that God is the one who helps us in this motherhood process. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's been so many times when I've cried, God, why will my children eat something? You know, but I'm also, I'm also very terrible at eating myself. I don't know why I expect my children to eat when I, I don't even like eating myself. Anyway, so we want to pray, you know, to okay. end. And God bless you, Yvette. I can't say it enough. I've learned so much. And I'm sure Amen. many of my Thank you very much for having me. The very same thing. So follow Yvette on Kids Kitchen GH. Follow Mamsela. Next uh, month, God will, will not be having Mamsela because we are in the Christmas season and we we'll don't want to you know enjoy the whole thing with our families and everything but january we'll be back with more interesting topics that we can all learn from thank you very much for joining today so can anybody volunteer and pray with us before we end anybody at all if you are led <laughs> can anybody you know volunteer to pray as we end this session of mamsula anybody at okay, all I'll pray. <laughs> okay okay you better please pray with us. Mm -hmm. Shall we pray? We thank you, Heavenly Father, for an opportunity that mothers and fathers can come together to learn more about nutrition. Um, this motherhood journey is not easy, but with you, we know that we will sail through successfully. We pray that you bless us, help us, give us more knowledge on how to train our children. We pray that you bless these kids and help them to also be Help them so that they can make our work more easier for us. Bless us all with good um, health. Give us an opportunity that in the next um, session, that's in January, we will have a chance to be part of this program. God bless all. Uh, we pray that you bless all our um, participants and you bless Mamsala group also. There's so many other blessings you ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Please fill our feedback form. And follow us on Instagram, follow Kids Kitchen GH. Yvette will have a lot. And if you need any help with meal plans or anything, please follow um, Yvette. Her number is also on Instagram. Her number is also in the chat section. And you will not regret that you the follow her. I have some, a few in stock, so. Okay. And then how about the date syrup? Do you still have the date syrup? Um, yes, you can order the date syrup too. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank See you, you in January. Bye. Bye.